We're here to talk about the two-headed monster. You haven't heard me talk about this for two years now. And I like to think I maybe coined that phrase over 20 years ago in the fantasy football industry, essentially trading up to the top two picks in the draft, grabbing running back one and running back two, when both running backs are head and shoulders above the rest. Now, you might ask yourself, hey, Smitty, are these two running backs JT and Javante really head and shoulders above the rest? Some of you might be saying, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. Smitty, back up. Javante's not even the number two running back in fantasy football 2022. You may think that, Bob. I disagree. I think Javante and JT are the number one and number two running backs in 2022 fantasy football. And if you think it's Najee or Eckler or Henry, use the process, Bob. Don't just use the players I'm talking about. Use the process. Use the theory in the execution of what I'm talking about to, to build your two-headed monster. But I'm telling you in 2022 fantasy football, my two-headed monster, my top two picks in fantasy football are JT than Javante. Now, if I can get away with drafting Javante well outside of the number two overall, I will. And everything I talk about today, you can apply it to that. But as it stands right now, we're going to break this down in terms of grabbing the 1.1 and the 1.2 draft pick trading. How do you trade into the two-headed monster? Because you can't just draft it. You have to trade into it. What trades need to happen, Smitty? How am I supposed to get the two top players, Smitty? We're going over all of that and more. The Fantasy Football Show it begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Right in front of your face is the top eight rounds in a fantasy football draft. And your objective here is to grab the number one and the number two overall pick so that you can draft your top two players in fantasy football, hence the two-headed monster. Now, again, like I said at the top, if, if Javante's not your number two, if you think I'm absolutely nuts, you're crazy, Smitty, Javante's not the two, then use the process and insert running back whatever. If you think it's King Henry, then, then by all means, draft King Henry. I do not. If you think it's Eckler or Christian McCaffrey, I advise against drafting those guys at the number two spot, but do you. I'm merely here to tell you how to get the number one and number two overall picks in 2022, and my purpose would be to grab the top two running backs, JT and Javante. Rule number one, you've got to own the number one or the number two overall pick. In my past, I have actually traded for the number one and the number two overall without having either pick to start off with out of the hat but it's very very hard to to, to pull off enough trades to to acquire the 1.1 and 1.2 when you didn't get either pick to begin with so in, in a nutshell the rule number one will be if you're given the one or the two overall in a specific league you can try and do the two-headed monster in that league in the case of getting the number one overall we're going to assume that we have that in this situation in this scenario we're now going to try and acquire the number two overall because we we already have the number one overall. It's not that hard. The key to getting the number two or number one, let's say you had the number two overall, to acquire the number one overall, the key is doing two for one trades. Doing two for two trades sometimes has people turned off 
or the whole idea of trading by the time you're done talking to him. And even if you swing back around and go, okay, now I'm going to try what Smitty said. I'm going to offer two picks for one. The person's already done trading. They've exhausted their mind. They've come to a conclusion. They don't want to make a trade after all. Even if you offer something that they would have maybe accepted from the beginning, they're in no mode. No, Smitty, I'm not trading the 1.1. Stop asking. Sometimes people think they can't ruin a trade by offering the wrong trade up front. You're going to wear out the idea of getting a deal done. You got to be careful not to lowball somebody in the beginning to the point where they're not going to do a deal. I'm all about taking advantage of the trade. You should never do a trade you're not fully winning. And I'm trying to blast people in trades. I'm not trying to make this even Steven trade so everybody's happy. No, I'm trying to make a big move. But there's a fine line between wasting someone's time long enough and getting them into a, a state of mind where they're like, okay, now the answer is no to everything. I don't want to talk anymore. Now you could start off strong and say, I'm going to give my second and my fourth rounder so let's take these out of play and we'll say these picks are traded so i'm going to put my fourth and my second rounder over here these picks have been traded and the pick you're acquiring by trading the fourth and the second is the 1.2 overall pick so we'll put that pick right there that's one way to acquire the number two overall pick when you already have the 1.1 so that you can apply and utilize the two-headed monster approach. This will make it so that you no longer have a second rounder, you no longer have a fourth rounder, but you do have your original third, you have your original fifth on, and you've got the 1.1 and 1.2. Not a horrible way to go about building your team. You still have a third rounder, you still have a fifth, a, a sixth, a seventh, an eighth. You've sacrificed your fourth rounder essentially to move your second up to 1.2, something you may or may not want to do depending on who you think you can get around to, but I myself don't mind this kind of team in fact you can build a team that looks something like you're building a team that has taylor at the 1.1 javante at the 1.2 you don't have a fourth rounder but you still have your third rounder to acquire let's say a dk metcalf or if you want you can go quarterback let's say you go with a josh allen and you don't take your first wide receiver until later and you scoop up three wide receivers that you like to be crafty a couple st browns a rondell moore is a sneaky wide receiver three like who knows how you build this but you could do the tripod this is known as the tripod allen javante and jt the tripod now most people are going to say well if i'm going to go light by trading one of one of my depth pieces, I'm not going to go quarterback. I'll wait and, and take advantage of the deep player pool. That's fine. Let's say you, you take an A-Rod later. Let's say you take a, a, a DK Metcalf here. Let's say you take a St. Brown and a, a Brandon Ayuk here. This is a pretty solid team. It's a fun approach. And if you don't like DK there, I'm sure you can get Waddle, given that uh, uh, Hill's in town now. You could probably get Waddle in this range right here that's a that's a great team as well if you don't like a rod throw in russell wilson there russell wilson could be a top five quarterback in 2022 this is a pretty fun team to to, to build around the fun doesn't have to stop there because you could literally keep going which is what i call kicking the can down the road you continue to kick the problem the void of missing a pick right here down the road by trading up again maybe you trade your third rounder and your sixth rounder for a top of the second round pick. So let's move these two down here. 
and we're going to acquire the 2.3 uh, pick. So now we have a void in round three. We've got the 2.3 pick. We've got the 1.1, the 1.2, and the 2.3. We've created yet another void in round six because we traded three and six for the 2.3. We've thus kicked the problem down the road. How so, Smitty? I see three X's on the screen. Because we have our first round pick in the first round. We never moved it. We have our second round pick now at the 1.2. We have our third round pick in round two at 2.3. So essentially, our first void is really in round four. Don't look at round three with the big X in it thinking we lost our third rounder. Our third pick is in the second round. So we technically have only two voids right now in round four and in round six. We've kicked the problem down the road a little bit. Now we can build a team that looks something like, let's say we grab Travis Kelsey now, if you like that kind of move. I, I don't personally love drafting tight end in round two, but I want to at least cover this idea for some of you. And now you have a, a team that looks a lot like that. And because we still have our, let's go back to full screen, because we now still have our fifth, seventh, and eighth rounders, we can still build a pretty good team. Let's say uh, fifth round pick we get, let's call it a, a, a Judy and a St. Brown still. And let's say we get at quarterback, we get our Aaron Rodgers. That, that, that's doable with those picks. So now you have a JT, Javante, Jerry, Judy, St. Brown, and you got this pick, Kelsey, with that that kicking the can down the road but but let's look at it now without going tight end with that 2.3 let's say we take uh uh debo samuel because debo could could fall quarterback wise you're still looking at brady's and a rods that can fall to your range of of picks let's say we get a a, a dawson knox here at tight end we're still looking at potentially saint brown type players here or uh let's let's throw in uh, a hollywood this is the kind of team you can build by kicking the can down the road right here and, and, and having a void in pick number four and pick number six, but not having voids anywhere else. That's if you kick the can down the road one time after the initial trade. And that's a pretty strong team right there. And this is if you love Javante. Again, if Javante is not your number two, think of whatever player you want here. If it's Najee Harris then put Harris in here. I don't I don't care if you feel differently about this number two overall pick. Uh, you could think uh, King Henry if that's what you really, really feel. Whatever you whatever you want, but look at this team in that light. Derrick Henry, um, JT, whatever, whatever you feel is going to be your 1.2 and 1.1. Me, I got Javante season right here. That's me. Now let's kick the can down the road an additional time. Why not? Let's do it. We're going to trade our five and seven for a top of the four. So let's move our five pick down here. Let's move our seven down here. We might have to give our eight as well. And this will probably be the last trade you can pull off because people are going to be watching and commenting, snickering from the peanut gallery. This guy is going to have no depth. Crap, this team looks good. He's being stupid. This team's going to suck. Can we stop him from doing these trades, please? People are a little jealous that you're pulling off these weird moves. And at first, they were critical. Now they're getting worried. And everyone's going to stop trading with you. But you can pull off one more. So we're trading our number five and our number our number seven. So now we have voids in five. And we have a void in seven. We still have our eighth round pick. Woo! But now, we've kicked the can a lot. But we're going to suggest that we're getting a 4.1 with that move right there so 4.1 pick goes right here and now we have the 2.3 
We have the 4.1, the 1.2, and the 1.1. So when you think about it logically, our first is in round one. We never moved it. Our second round pick is at 1.2. Our third round pick is at 2.3. And our fourth round pick is in four at 4.1. We moved up our fourth round pick in a sense. So we now have our first void. No, not being round three. Our round three pick is in round two. Our first void is all the way over in the fifth round. Yes, we have three picks in a row where we don't have draft selections, but we've kicked the problem so far down the road that it's our fifth, our sixth, and our seventh round pick. Meaning we did all of this moving up and upgrading the talent on our roster by only touching the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh round. I know it's a lot to give up, but literally we did everything that we just did and upgraded the picks without losing a first, second, third, or fourth round pick. And we moved them all up. So round five, six, and seven, are our voids we've kicked the problem down the road a ton and now our team can look something along the lines of this so we got debo let's go back to the full screen we got at number one we got jt number two we got javante or insert henry or whoever you like but it's javante season for me 2.3 we took debo 4.1 you're talking about a potential waddle this is 2.3 this would be 4.1 if you don't like waddle you can put dk there you can put d hopkins here whoever you feel is worthy of that 4.1 it could even be a quarterback it could be herbert you could have herbert jt javante and debo or again insert whatever running back you see is the 1.2 or whatever wide receiver you grab at 2.3 maybe hill would fall and yes this does leave you with a concern here here and here and while it does seem like you have lost a lot of depth and you have it is just the fifth, sixth, and seventh round. You still have your eighth and ninth and tenth and every other pick after that. So you have to be okay with, hey, I could fill this with a guy in round eight or nine or whatever. And that's that's a player in the hundreds like Chase Edmonds, Pat Fryermuth, Raheem Mostert, Michael Gallup, Alexander Madison, Russell Gage, a Christian Kirk, a Landry. These aren't the best players in the world, but we're talking about, you know, still having a Gallup here, still having a potential uh, Ramondre Stevenson or something like that as a, as a flex. Maybe still getting a Fryermuth in there. Who knows how, how slept on he is. It's a fun way to build. I'm going to tell you that right now. If we rewind all this, is there a chance of getting the 1.1, the 1.2, and maybe even the 1.3? Or at least like a 1.5 or 1.6? So back at the beginning where we're trading to get the 1.2 and we're giving up our second and our fourth rounder. And again, the key is not to ask for a pick back. You do that and it starts to look like a balancing of the scales. No one wants to get rid of their 1.2. You have to make it attractive. Hey, Bob, here's an extra pick, a free pick. The fourth rounder is completely free on me. You gotta do that. So if you get the 1.2 and you gave up the second rounder, you gave up the fourth rounder. Let's see if we can get ourselves into the 1.5 at least. If we can't get the 1.3, let's just try for the 1.5. Actually, let's say 1.7 because I think you get one of Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, or Justin Jefferson at 1.7. And that's all I really want to accomplish here because at the 1.3, I'd probably take one of those guys. And the 1.7 will be a little bit easier to acquire anyway. So let's put 1.7 and let me highlight this a different color so that we can identify what we're doing here what do we got to give up we give up our third we give up our fifth we give up maybe our six maybe you give up your third fifth and six for the 1.7 may not work maybe you got to give up 
your seventh round or two. I don't know. I've done it before. It doesn't always work. No one's excited about giving up their 1.7 without even getting back a second rounder. You're literally giving them a third a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh, or whatever. A lot of depth, but some people accept stuff like this. Some people don't. Most people don't, but there's always one dude in your draft that loves the idea of depth. I'm going to be the depth master in the draft. I'll have the most depth. I'll have eight Chase Edmonds on my team, and you won't be able to stop us. I know everything about fantasy football. So it's, it's possible. It's possible. The question is, do you feel like the team is better if you did have JT Javante and Jamar Chase with your 1.7 here, your 1.2, and your 1.1. Keep in mind, it won't be hard to still acquire like a Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. You could probably even have another quarterback really, really decently ranked to, to pair up with that quarterback. Are you able to get a Zach Ertz who is probably pretty undervalued and still could have top seven tight end upside? And then really you have two starting spots that you need to fill with, with sleepers like Rondell Moore or whoever you like. Is this team capable of dominating? And again, if Javante isn't your pick, insert Harris here at the 1.2 if you're a Harris guy instead of Javante or if you're a King Henry guy Whatever, Henry, use the process, not the players. Again, I like Javante. He's my number two overall. I'm going to put Javante here. But you got to ask yourself, is this scenario worth it? Or are you better off going the other approaches, the, the less crazy approaches to most people? I'm not here to decide for you. That's up to you. I'm merely here to show you how to do it. And we did it. And we did it good. Tell me what your thoughts are below. Tell me who's tried this. Your boy Smitty coined this about 20 years ago in the fantasy industry. The two-headed monster. We just did the triple. The three-headed monster. Subscribe if you're new. Hit that like button and leave me a comment with your thoughts. And get on over to my content site. Want bold year-round rankings, trade calculators, and bold predictions. Get on over to Sleeper. You. Dot com. I will see you all next time, and don't forget we're live every single Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget to get your text advice. You and I can be texting one-on-one on the regular, on demand, by going to where? Going to where? Want bold year-round rankings, trade calculators, and bold predictions. Get on over to Sleeper, you. Dot com. Become a part of my text advice community. I'll see you later. Get out of here. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty.